You know, lads, when I watch the footy, I always feel quite peckish and need something to eat. Do I go savoury or something a little sweeter? Fudge Life has all your sweet needs covered. With a variety of fudge flavours including chocolate mint swirl, caramel and birthday cake, Fudge Life brings the sweetness of fudge and the richness of chocolate straight to your mouth. And now, if you use the code RUCK10, you'll get 10% off your purchase. Find Fudge Life on Facebook or Instagram or go to fudgelife.com.au. Fudge Life, bringing sweetness to your next meal. This is the Ruck Infringement Podcast with Joey Alchin. Legends, welcome back to another episode of the Ruck Infringement Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey, and this week I am joined by some of the most attractive men in Australia. We'll start with the man to my left. You can't see him. But his name is Caden. Caden, how you going, buddy? How you going, Johnny? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I'm good, mate. That manly hat just adds the extra attractiveness to you, you know? Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, below Caden, we've got making his first grade debut on the podcast is Gary. Gaz, how are you, buddy? Yeah, good, Joey. Yourself, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. And also making his debut to Gary's right, which you can't see because we are podcasting, is James. James, how are you, mate? It's on quite well. I'm Joey. How about yourself? Yeah, good, mate. You're somewhat of a celebrity on this podcast anyway, uh, due to your voice message a few episodes ago. So if people were listening to that episode, you will remember, James. No worries, mate. All right, let's get straight into it, boys. Now, we had round seven of NRL just upon us. Let's do our round seven review. What a round it was. Start with Thursday night game. We go all the way back to Dolphins and the Bunnies. Boys, I don't know if you're watching this game, but I thought Dolphins were going to win this. First half, up by 14 points. I thought Dolphins are going to make a game of this, but second half, South's too good. Trell Mick, Cody Walker, it's finished off. Caden, I'll start with you, buddy. The Dolphins start to slack off a bit now as the season starts to come into its own. Yeah, I know. I think once, like... You know, they got their first loss, like a bit of a reality check. But, you know, like for the Dolphins, now it's game on. You know, they're a yeah. part of the season. Now they know what's coming. Like they've got a full blind side, but as well, they've lost Sean Sutherland. Sal- yeah, uh, exactly. Like they've lost a lot of Milford players. Milford as well. Um, yeah, Milford. They lost Kafusi, but he's coming back this week. But, yeah, they should have a strong side this week. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah definitely, mate. Gary... Do you think that the Rabbitohs are firming as a real premiership chance? I think they are, honestly. I think they're coming into it real hot now with Trollman mm. coming in really well after that good game with the Dogs and now with the Dolphins. Yeah. So I think yeah. uh, if he keeps his head nice and cool like Cody Walker, I think they'll be a good mix together, a good combination, and I think they'll go real well together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the form of Latrell Mitchell the past few weeks and after the journalists came out, I uh, forget who the journal was, but said, oh, you know, Latrell needs to get more involved. It, he's been involved the past three weeks, and I don't think I've seen a more yeah. involved player. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy at the moment. James, we'll just touch on the Dolphins, buddy. The, they're playing well in patches. So this first half, I thought they were really good. You and Aiken getting his first try in Dolphins colours, but they just seem to slack off. Do you think it's a case of first-year syndrome, or what? what's the go with the Dolphins at the moment? Um, yeah, I agree with Caden, you know, like at a full strength team, they're pretty good. You know, they got 
likes for Wayne Bedden as a super coach. Um, yeah, you know, like the halves pairing is important, you know, missing yeah. um, Sean O'Sullivan and you know, they'll be good to have Elise Cafusi back. For sure. Um, yeah, just missing a few, you know, there's experience, you know, there's a few experienced heads in there, but yeah, I think when they're, get more of a full-strength team, they'll yeah, be a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Finn Diesel returns this week, so let's hope the Dolphins can uh, get another win. We move on to our first Friday game. It was the Sharks against my mighty, not-so-mighty Roosters, I should say. Look, I was watching this game, pretty disappointed. Roosters up 12-8 at half time. Thought we were going to get it done, but enter the love interest, Nico Hines. What a man. Just, just a beautiful man, and just that luscious locks were flowing, and just put the roosters to the sword. Uh, but for me, it was more Blake Braley. I thought Braley had a really good game at hooker. Service had a dummy half. A long-range run from the Nico pass to score that try. Uh, James, we'll start with you, mate. As a Chooks fan yourself, was it disappointing? Yeah, pretty disappointing. Look, I thought we started off well. But, um, yeah, yeah, I just think they get in, you know, once mid-game sometimes, you know, you need your, your leaders to, to stand up and, you know, your halves and that, which I don't think they did. I mean, yeah. I was a lot of discipline and you know you've got to create your chances i reckon and i just don't haven't been standing much with the roosters lately yeah for sure gary 14 penalties to four you can't win games when you give away 14 penalties no that's just too many penalties mate it doesn't win games football if you bad penalty continue yeah it's It's nothing goes away nothing goes away unfortunately yeah, I mean, we look at this Roosters pack and you see it a lot where, you know, Victor Radley, Hargreaves, these are some of the most sin-bin players in the comp. Um, You know, it's quite... It, well, actually, I saw something the other day about the top 10 and Hargreaves didn't even make the top 10, so that really surprised me. Uh, Latrell Mitchell was actually number one. Victor Radley was there, he was second, but uh, Hargreaves wasn't even in the top 10, so a bit of a shock there. Caden, jump to you about the Sharkies, mate. They've had a mixed bag so far. I mean, so have the Chooks, yeah. but Sharks, bit of a mixed bag to start the season. Do you think they're starting to find that form that could take them into the top four? I reckon so. The way Nico's going, like, they could do anything. They could be a top four side, but you just got to have Nico there all the time and you'll yeah. find yourself there. But if not, if he falls apart, then um, you'll see them down below. But I've got faith in those Sharkies. Just got to have Nico there, to be honest. Yeah, he's uh he's a great guy, Nico, Central Coast boy as well. So shout out to mm. the City Coast. All right, let's move on to our second Friday game. It's the Seagulls against Melbourne. The one that I think ruined everyone's tips apart from Caden uh, as a manly supporter. But we're, we're not going to start with Caden because I don't want to give him this satisfaction. We're going to start with Gary. Gary, big upset, mate. mate very big upset. I, I also picked manly myself, to be honest. Oh, well and done. Only the reason for it was that rookie. And I just don't think I was still in trouble really well, but I think mainly at home they're just they're just too good. Yeah, and they are. I look alive too. And the only thing it was that absolutely smashed Justin Allen. I think that was a <laughs> textbook tackle moment. That was just unbelievable. That, that was huge. That was great. You see Justin Allen run that hard again. I think he <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't get up. I tell you that right now. He he ended up back in Papua New Guinea, mate. Uh, James, <laughs> this game. <laughs> Melbourne have been so inconsistent this year, and we haven't seen Melbourne like this. It's as they say, it's very un-Melbourne like. Yeah, it could have been the halves combinations. Like I've actually taught um, with Jonah Peasant's mum, so I kind of know yeah. the kid. You know, all right, growing up and stuff. But um, you know, putting Munster out of his best position, and um, I didn't. I think I only watched the highlights, but you know, just kind of guessing maybe having the young Peasant in there, and um, 
yeah, it kind of maybe affected things a bit. But yeah, yeah you know, sure. as well, yeah. Munster's Munster's been their best half, so for him to move to fullback was was huge for them, and, and it didn't pay off in this game. It has paid off in other games. I thought he's been quite good at fullback previously, but definitely did not pay off in this game. Caden, take us through it, mate. The Manly Seagulls, it, it's always a great clash. Battle of Brookie. Yeah. Uh, you know, we go back to fierce rivalries over the years, but take us through it. Were you happy about this win? Uh, I'm very happy. I was very nervous coming to the game. You know, our mate DK, he was, you know, going off saying, no, no, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. We're going to get smashed. And I'm like, no, nah, I reckon we'll go well. But, um, you know, like, they shocked us. Um, You know, all us members and all the fans were backing them so much. We were screaming and, you know, cheering on these boys. And, like, you know, Cherry, Tommy, um, Olukawatu, they were the biggest standouts um, of this game. And, like, it's just crazy to see it. And... Like, one of my eye catches for the game was Jason Saab. Yeah. Um, like, his defence, you know, he took uh, Xavier Coates out um, with, like, just ease. Um, like, we're all shot. Um, we've never seen a better defensive game from him in ages. Um, yeah, so I'm really proud of him and I'm really proud of these boys. 18-8, um, just can't believe it. Yeah, so have you bought your grand final tickets yet or what? <laughs> uh, well, uh, no, but got something coming at the moment. Got a bit of a bet going on with DK at the moment. Oh, come um, on, spill the tea. Give it to us. Uh, we've got, so if we end up making grand final, we win it. We're, we have to get matching tats. Oh, <laughs> well, and, and what do you have to get? Terry Evans' face or what? <laughs> no, uh, mainly premiers. Oh, nice, nice, cute. <laughs> yeah. Cute, very cute. Well, I mean, look, I hope for you it happens, but it's not going to. All right, let's move on to our first Saturday game. It was the Warriors against the Cowboys. Warriors getting it done in New Zealand, 22 to 14. Mm. Man, the cows are disappointing this year. Like, from going to top four to bottom four, it's just, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Todd Payton back to his dark days, but man, I, I don't even know where to start with this game. The Wars are just looking so good. The Wars are my most improved this season so far. Them and Newcastle, they're just they're playing such good footy at the moment, and it's so good to see the Warriors sitting third on the table because you never thought you'd see it. Never won a comp, so it'd be great to see them go all the way. But well, let's dissect it a little bit. Caden, we'll start off with you, buddy. Warriors just getting it done, and Sean Johnson wound back the clock in another breathtaking performance. He just looks like he's yeah. got so much time at the moment. I know, like, he's a freaking, he's a freak, man. You know, I've never seen him play better footy in ages. Like, these Warriors, um, they're a tough side and, like, they've got a, you know, strong side on paper and, you know, it's just, they're just showing it. Against these Cowboys, you know, they're slacking off a lot. But, like, yeah, coming up against a strong side of Cowboys, picking off that, you know, eight-point win, whatever it was, um, yeah, just really shocked and, yeah, I can't wait to see Warriors go um, come ahead. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gary, where do you think it's going wrong for the cows? I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. I think Tom Dean and Chad Townsend are a good pair of halves. I think they're great. I just I can't see where it's going wrong. You've got Tam Manolo in the forward pack. He's That's a right. very good prop. You know, he's a million-dollar person. And like I said, you've got Dean and then 
Burns and they're a great house. You've got Tulane on the wing. You've got Dow Holmes. Like, they're origin players right there, pretty much. Jeremiah and Nanai. Then as well, like great yep. second row, and just I just don't know where it's going on for them. It could be the coach, I don't know. I think they're too hot headed at the moment. And then last year, we, we what they ran third or fourth last year, yeah, third. And then this, and then this year, now they're in the bottom four. I just yeah. I don't understand where it's going on for them, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's so tough because, like you said, naming those players there, they've got the team to win the comp, they've literally got oh, a sure. premiership winning team. But yeah, I don't know what it is. James, can you enlighten us a little bit? What's going on at the Cowboys? Yeah, I have to agree. Like, um, you know, they've got the players there. Maybe it's a synergy thing. It could be discouragement. Mm. The leaders aren't standing up. Or, you know, there's maybe, you know, people pointing fingers at each other in the camp. Yeah, I guess, you know, someone's got to lead from the top. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's saying, like, you know, the halves, they're, they're decent halves and they've got good yeah. forwards. And I heard, like, some of their, you know, the younger guys, um, you know, the younger forwards, you know, need to step up. But, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's a, bit, it's a bit weird one. It was it was strange because Ruben Cotter played off the bench and he was probably their best forward of the game. Scored a try and you know played fifty five minutes, fifty four fantasy points if you play fantasy. But I I don't know why he's start like why he's coming off the bench. I know he's had an injury not long ago, but you start him like you start your best players. Also, news in Tamalalo is out for six to eight weeks, so that's huge for the cows. Ooh, Great man. news for Cotter though, because Cotter will probably get the 13, I would say. We'll probably try him there. So good news for Cotter, and it'll be great to see. All right, we move on to our second Saturday game. Boys, what a match this one was. Penrith getting it done, 16-15. Wow, 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 wow. Now, this match was not without controversy. We'll talk about that more in our talking point segment, but Let's just try and dissect this match. It's going to be quite difficult. James, I'm going to start off with you, buddy. Newcastle, almost getting it done. Yeah, Newcastle and Newcastle, you know, I'm trying to tip them more these days. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they're they're different just got, yeah, fans behind them. Like, you know, they don't have the best team in the world, but yeah, um, yeah I think, you know, their playmakers are standing up and yeah, they've got, got an all right back line, but I just think yeah. they're really joking and you know, I'm sure. Um, you know, their captain and just Jackson Hastings and Gamble. You know, they're all um inspiring the guys to really play their best, and they're backing each other up. They're yeah. You know, chasing the ball like you know having seven blokes behind the ball. You know, after the kick and yeah, just those kind of little things that you know. I think they're energy. they're finally buying into the culture, which mm. is what they've needed to do. Like I've been very critical of Adam O'Brien on this podcast in the past, just because I thought. Over the past few years, what have the Knights achieved? And I feel like he was it was wasted potential there. But mm. this season, they've started to buy into that culture. They've started to say, we're a gritty team and we can get gritty wins, tough wins. That win against the Warriors, the draw with Manly, like they've had some great wins this season so far. And I just think buying into the culture really helps. Talking about the coach, Gary, I know a lot of people were critical of O'Brien in the past, but do you think he may have uh, kept his spot at least for a few more games? Oh, 100%. The last couple of years has obviously not, has not gone good for him, but I think yeah. he's got the team now that, that can do it. I think yeah. he's got Ponga, even though Ponga's, you know, been a head knock here and there, but I think <laughs> he'll come good for the Newcastle as well and help Adam O'Brien out. Yeah, for sure. And Caden, speaking of Ponga, Where's he going to play, mate? Fullback or 5'8"? I think, he, to be honest, he's better off at fullback. Him just playing the six, he's always just going to get smashed. And, you know, we all know that he's going to go back to fucking Canada. Um, <laughs> so, 
might as well just chuck him in the back, you know. Um, he does really well in fullback anyways, so I'd give him a, another shot at it. But, yeah. The problem, just, the problem if you play him at fullback. Sorry, the problem is if you play him at fullback, Lockie Mills probably been one of my top fullbacks this year so far. Mm. So where do you play yeah. Lockie Miller? If you play, you're not going to play Lockie Miller on the wings when you got Young yeah. and uh, Marju mm. as well. So it's a yeah good dilemma to have. Yeah, it's um it's a tough decision on Adam O'Brien. Yeah, uh, sure. but you know whatever Ponga can do for the team, he'll do it. But um. Yeah, I'm very uh, surprised with Lockie Mill at the moment. Like, if anything, I yeah. would keep him at fullback, but you just never know uh, what they got planned. He's been setting the world alight, doing really well. Uh, I don't think we really need to touch on Penrith. It, it was disappointing from their standards, I would say, yeah. after the past few weeks and some of the scores that they've scored. I knew it would be a lot tighter. I didn't think it would be this tight. Uh, look, we'll talk about their game coming up when we do our round eight preview, but could be some upsets there at Penrith. Let's move on to our last set of the game. It was the Titans against the Broncos. Massive scoreline in this one. Broncos getting it done 43-26. to The field goal that wasn't really needed from Adam Reynolds, but just to rub it in a bit more, he, he put one in there at the end. Now, this match started all the Titans. Philip Semi with a great try to start off, and I thought Titans are going to come in. It's going to be competitive. But as the Broncos have done so much this season – Second half, last 20 minutes, they just run away with the game. And it's off the back of Reese Walsh for me. Reese Walsh has been their buy of the season and could be the buy of the season in the NRL this, this year. He is just setting the world alight. The eyebrows don't move. He wears so much eyeliner. He's just a beautiful man as well. He's, you know, he's that love interest with Nico Hines. But, Caden, we'll start off with you, mate. Broncos, they're just doing so well. Yeah, just shocked on how they're going, to be honest. You know, I predicted, predicted them, you know, coming around the middle, eight, nine. Yeah. But, you know, never know. You could see them in top four by the end of the year, by the way things are going. Well, yeah, still sitting first. I mean, doing really well. James, the Titans, mate, it, it's still a good score. It, in a losing team, to get 26 points, it's not bad. Yeah, look, I agree with you, Joe. They start off really well. It's actually better to tip them, but I'm glad I've changed my mind and didn't. <laughs> um, I just think they don't um, play the full 80, you know. Like, and I think they were up at half time, yeah, they were 14 or yeah, 10. They, they fall apart, and uh, you know, Tino got sin binned, and yeah, uh, yeah, I think you know, once things don't go their way, they start, start, you know, spiraling, yeah, for sure. I saw a stat today about sin bins. We've had 44 sin bins in seven games so far this year, 44, and Jeez. That, that is the most I've ever seen in rugby league in my whole time watching. Gaz, jump to you, mate. This Broncos team, they're just boasting some really good players. A lot of people talking about how good Adam Reynolds is as a halfback. But for me, it's been Ezra Mam. I think with a bit more time, Ezra Mam could be one of the best halves in the comp. Man, I totally agree with you, honestly. I was about to say the same thing. Reynolds with Ezra, Ezra Man, it's mate, I, I loved him when he played last year, Ezra Man. I didn't even see the coach, scored some good points from it, which was good. Yeah. But him and Reynolds together, I just, mate, they've got something happening. I think there's oh, a bit of a bromance sure. happening there with him too. <laughs> and like you said, Reese Walsh at the back as well. I think they're, they're looking good. They're looking Pretty really boy central to there stay. too. Jordan Ricky out wide. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. 
All right, let's move on to our first Sunday game. It was the Raiders against the Dragons. I was driving home from the Central Coast during this game, so caught glimpses of it, didn't get to see the whole thing, was listening to a bit on Triple M. Shout out for Triple M there. Raiders get it done 20-14, to 14, but again, it was the Dragons. The Dragons were leading for quite a while there before it, it was it was very level. It was very neck and neck a lot of this game, so it was back and forth footy. Dragons would get in front, Raiders would get in front, you know, so forth. But it's sort of a match that you're like, man, I mean, we could have had something better on a Sunday Arvo, maybe the second game, but we had Raiders and Dragons. I saw a great stat during the week that Raiders had won 11 from 12 at GIO Stadium against the Dragons. So it just shows you how true the hoodoo is and the hoodoo just stays. And it's very hard for hoodoos to break in rugby league. James, let's start with you, mate. Hook, he's probably on his last legs. I don't think he's got too many games to go. Oh, who's that? Hook, sorry, Dragons coach, uh, Anthony Griffin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think got too many games left. I just think they rely on Ben Hunt too much, and yeah. he's not when they lose. But, um, yeah, I think he's just got to do something. And, you know, yeah, whatever's happened, you know, we've had the last few seasons of, you know, Dragons not doing too well. So, yeah, I don't think it's looking too good for him. No, well, they gave him six games, and I think that was three three games ago. They gave him six games to perform. He's won one and lost two, so not a great record heading into those six games, uh, and it'll be another loss on Anzac Day, but we'll talk about that in round eight. Caden, the Raiders, mate, they're starting to get some wins under their belt. Great win against the Broncos mm. last week, and now a, a tough win here against the Dragons. Are they starting to look a bit like a force again? At the moment, you know, very average. Um you know, they've got a great side on paper. You know, Josh Papaliti, you know, like all those big forwards. You've got Whiten, um, you know, he's the biggest playmaker. Uh, you've had Lachlan Croker. Jared um, Croker. Jared Croker, sorry. <laughs> Thinking of my boy. Um, yeah, just um, I think once uh, Jared Croker's in that side, you know, as they build more, I think he's going to do a lot of damage to teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's got... Five games left as well to crack 300 games. So good on him, Jared yeah. Croker. The the other part I wanted to say was Jackie White. Gaz, where is Jackie White going to end up? I, I don't know. I, I think Dolphins uh, will get him. But I also think uh, I seem to know that Tigers are in the run for him as well. Tigers in the running for everyone, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he'll get to Dolphins. I think he'll want to move. Yeah. Cameron. I think he might want to go up to the Gold Coast for a bit or up there and... Mm. Yeah, well, Raiders have offered him a $4 million contract. So mm-hmm. if he turns it down, I mean, be pretty big. I, I personally think he could end up with the Dolphins as well. I think we got a little bit of a room under the sombrero as well. So we may, we, we, we may <laughs> offer him some money too. And our final game for round seven was Parramatta against the Bulldogs. Parramatta getting it done in a big game, 30-4. to four. Oh, look who it is. Oh, this guy. Here he is, this guy. <laughs> Big How are we doing, Chance? But yeah, it was getting it done in a big game here, 30 to 4. Man, I tell you what, the poor dogs, these injury woes just keep going for them. Caden, massive injury there to Jacob Karaz. He's looking at six weeks. Mm. I don't want to say it, but I don't think they can make the top eight anymore. Just too many injuries. No. No, just the way it's going now. Um, I don't know how many injuries they've got on paper now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's finished. Um absolutely. Yeah. I think like they can expect to be bottom ten. <laughs> uh, seriously, like it's 
yeah, it's gone that bad. And they're getting smashed by all these teams. It's not going to go well. It's so tough because they got some really good players. You look at young Jacob Preston, who's coming through. Mm. And I personally think he could get rookie of the year if he keeps going the way he's going. Matt Burton, I think, has found some form as of late. But this Parramatta team, James, I'll jump to you. They've been pretty inconsistent over the course of this year. It seems to be for them win-loss, win-loss uh, mm. ever since that Penrith game. But they found a bit of form here, and they're just so strong at Combank Stadium. Yeah, I like their team, actually. They're a really, real pleasure to watch. Um, you know, they've got really good forwards, and, you know, Paulo and RCG. and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, even I like Gutho. Um, yeah, look, their team's there, but yeah, just kind of getting more so to play the full eighty. And but you know they're they're on fire when they, you know, when they're on, they they can really score points. Absolutely, I think RCG was my player for Parramatta. He was so good. He was just he, he really took it personally in that game. Very strong up front. But DK, while we got you, mate, we'll jump to the dogs again. Uh, one try. It's just not good enough at the moment. And as much as we want to say that injuries is what's causing this decline, I think it may just be a lack of experience in this team. They're very young. Yeah, absolutely. If only Burton can't do all of the work. That's right. From what little bit bits and pieces I have watched at the Dogs this season, it doesn't feel like Flanagan's doing enough. Mm-hmm. He's sort of just out there for the ride, the Burton ride. Yeah. Um, at her car going down doesn't help. That's a New South Wales state of origin winger, having that experience and that leadership around that. And yeah, just a bit young at the moment. Kind of feel bad for Seraldo. Like if he oh, had probably sure. a bit of a roster. I mean, Reed Marnie hasn't been playing exceptionally either, but I guess this is his first time having to bear the brunt of the load. From what little I have seen, it, it, when it rains, it pours, to be fair, Absolutely. for the dogs. Absolutely. When the attack is working, it's silky smooth. It looks as good as anyone, but yeah. caught off guard too much. I mean, the Tigers-Bulldogs game is an example. How are you going to let the Tigers score three tries in five minutes? Yeah, and Luke Brooks scored too. I mean, yes. that's even worse. But, yes, no, it, it wasn't uh, a great showing from the doggies, and the Tigers had a bye, which they lost 19-18. So close there for the Tigers. <laughs> Still couldn't get the two points, but that's fine. Anyway, we move on to our round seven tips. How did we all go this week? DK, you are leading our comp at the moment. How many tips did you get right? Uh, I got five from eight this week. Five from eight. He's still up there, though. He's still holding the crown at the moment. Tatum Just for now. Grab. I got six <laughs> out of eight for round seven. He's, done He's still coming 13th. <laughs> Six out of eight and thirteen. Oh, Caden, shots fired, bro. But well done. It was a good week for you. And James, you're not in our comp, but in your own comp, mate. How were your tips in round seven? Yeah, not too bad. Six up that. Yeah, six is good. I yeah, grabbed so six shout out you boys. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we uh we give a disclaimer now. When we do our round eight one, James is not to listen because our tips may be wrong. So uh, don't follow us, James. But <clears throat> that's it for our round seven tips. Let's look at our round seven dynamos and dungs. Player that we thought was great and a player or a team that we thought wasn't so good. Caden, we'll start with you, mate. Who was a round seven dynamo for you? I'm not going to be bi- like, I don't want to be biased here, but probably uh, DC. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was just, he was excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no words for him. It's just unbelievable. 
Yeah, mate. You're exactly right. And do you have a done for us? A player, um, probably, probably, I reckon, team, maybe Panthers. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they showed us like was it you know the week before, um, like they they gave us a massive reality check and then coming up against the Knights, they could have lost that game. Yeah. Um, they played shocking that whole game. Yeah, I would have seen Panthers losing, but. Yeah, I guess Nathan Cleary, Iceman, does it all, eh? Yeah, ice in his veins, as they say. Yeah. James, did you have a dynamo from round seven that you just uh, thought, um, what a game? Yeah, just was pretty happy with the Knights. You know, they don't have the best team on paper, but, yeah. you know, the way they play together and back each other up, um, yeah, I was pretty impressed by that. Yeah, absolutely. And a dung for us, mate. Oh, probably the Roosters, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, you know. On paper, they should probably have the best team, but you know, I guess Robbo's trying to fix that now. But um, yeah, they just were pretty woeful, I reckon, on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, DK, you got a dynamo for round seven? Uh, yeah, I've definitely got a dynamo. I, I'm going to say uh, the entire Manly team because oh. no one expected us to beat Melbourne. True. Myself, true, in, true. myself included. Myself yes, we included. heard. Um, <laughs> So I want to say that just because, especially getting flogged by Penrith last week, I thought sure. our confidence was going to be an all-time low. Mm. But we came back and we gave Melbourne the what for. So that was yeah. good. For a dung, I've actually got St. George because I was yeah. watching that game and St. George had that in the bag. And the amount of errors and poor discipline that I saw reminded me of the Tigers. So <laughs> yeah. St. George, uh, my dynamo. Um, are my dung? Are you dung? Yeah, Gary, we're just doing dynamos and dung. So basically, a player we thought who was really good, and a player who was, you know, shit house. So, is there a player from round seven that you thought was really good this week? Uh, I think Adam Reynolds. Yeah, as you all probably think, he just mm-hmm. he steps up week in week out. I think he's just shown his true colours at Broncos, and I think he's just playing really good football at the moment. Absolutely. And do you have a dung for us, a player that was not so uh, No, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs here. I'm going to go with Matt Burton. He's not – yes, he's a great – he's got a good kicking game, but he's, I think he hasn't got the players around him to make him look good. Yeah. Because when he's at Penrith, he played really good at Penrith in the yeah. centres. He also played good in the halves. Like, he even played Origin in the centres, you know, and he played really well. I just think with the Bulldogs, he's not showing enough impact as I think he should. Yeah. But that's that's what I personally think as a dogs fan. But, um, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I really like it. I'll uh, I'll jump to you in a sec because we we did our we just talked about eels and bulldogs. But I'll just give my yeah. dynamos and dungs for a second, then we'll go back to that. But my dynamo for round seven actually came from the Broncos as well. It was Reese Walsh. Just he's just setting the world alight at the moment. By the year for me, just doing so well. My dung. Uh, it's a hard one to swallow, but it's probably actually Brendan Smith. I thought the cheese was quite underwhelming in that game for the Roosters and gave away a very ill discipline, gave away a few penalties that cost us uh, at big moments. So the cheese not really living up to the hype at the moment, hoping that he'll come good soon. Let's just quickly jump back to that Parramatta and uh, Doggies game now that we got Gary back with us. Gary, what do you think is going wrong at the Dogs at the moment? The injuries? But you can't – so you've got Ado Carpets got injured. He's on the wing. He's not really uh, in the forward pack. Yeah. 
Um, it was a big loss without him there as a as a senior player that can guide players around. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, we also miss missing Kickout. Kickout is a oh, another senior player that will knock the forward back. That's a big loss there because he got the injured up the train with the HIA and then also done his shoulder. I think it was. Or... Yeah. So uh, him without him as well. Um, I think our halves isn't the best halves that we have got. Um, I think Flanagan, I love Flanagan, I rate him highly, but I just think he's not living up to expectations. Um, I think yeah. give Reynolds a go. He's a Bulldogs through and through. His heart's always been at the Bulldogs. And I think having him in their halves with Burton, I think they might they might gel together and have a go. Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to see the grub come back. He was just yeah, so yeah. good when he was there. And I hope he can, uh, yeah, get a bit of a run soon. Well, that's it for our Dynamos and Duns. Let's move on to He's Been Doing It All Game, sir, which is our suspension segment from round seven. Not much to talk about. Uh, the biggest one was Tui Kamakamifa from Storm. Looks set to miss maybe one week, two on the sideline, if that. And Nat Butcher from the Roosters as well, also set to miss a week. They're the main suspensions. There weren't too many. Let's look at Caller Medic, which is our injury segment. Now, a few big injuries to talk through. Let's start at uh, Gary's Bulldogs. Now, Jacob Karaz saw that injury to him on Sunday. He's looking set to miss up to, I think it was three to four weeks. So quite big there for Karaz. Um, And also, I mean, even though he kept playing the game, Avarillo, I think, may miss a week or two as well. Just with how he finished that game, he didn't look too healthy. The other one that I want to talk about, who we spoke on a bit before, was Jason Tamalalo. Looking set to miss six to eight weeks for the Cows, which is massive for how their season's going already. I read a stat before that said the Cowboys have only won 33% of games when JT hasn't been there. So yeah, they're Jesus. already they're already not winning games. And now <laughs> take out one of their best forwards and they've only won 33% of games without him. So big, big ass there for the Cows. But yeah, not too many other injuries there which was pretty good for the round. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see too many injuries. All right, let's go into wild fantasies. I'm glad DK is here because we had a really good chat about this earlier. Wild fantasies, this is a segment for your NRL fantasy and super coach. Let's talk some players this week. Now, last week wasn't a great week for fantasy or super coach. Uh, I lost both my head-to-heads in super coach and in fantasy, which was not good. DK probably wishes it was this week because I'm playing him head-to-head, but... Decided to do some trades this week. I bought in Nico Hines, straight swap for Sammy Walker. Nico Hines straight in there at a million dollars, had the cash to do it. I now have Nico and Nathan Cleary in my halves, and you're all about to lose NRL Fantasy. And my other my other trade was Bryce Cartwright, the Cardi Party. I'm off the Cardi Party now. Cardi Party is finished. I think with him moving back to the bench, he's been named, but he got named last week as well, and then they played him off the bench. So I think... That could all change. Hopwood could uh, Hopgood could end up starting with Madison moving to an edge again. So I think the Cardi Party jump off. And I've jumped I've jumped on Jack Bird, dual position, edge and center there as well. And only 654k. So really well priced. Now there's a few players at the moment. Caden, are there any players you're looking at to do any trades with? Uh well, I have uh done some trades today. Beautiful. So from my bench, I had Kyle Lawton. I ended up getting rid of him because, you know, he's injured. He will yep. be out for a bit. Um, I switched him for Hayes Dunster. Okay. Um, you know, he's starting and all that stuff. He just came back, so might yep. as well just chuck him on. Cheap as well. 
Yeah, very cheap actually. He's going for two twenty, which is pretty good. I had, I'm actually getting rid, uh, rid of Victor Adley. Yeah, good choice. Um, yeah, just um, he's just been giving me you know low scores at the moment, and you know he's always going to come off. So what's the point? Um, and I've traded him for a uh, Regan Campbell Gillard. Nice, nice. I like yep. it. It's it's really hard to have roosters in your fantasy team because. The team, the team where they have good fantasy players are teams where they rely on one or two players. The Roosters rely on a lot of different players, so the players don't get too many points. Your mm. most fantasy-relevant players from the Roosters is probably James Tedesco, and then second, now that he's playing 5'8", Joey Manu will become very relevant coming the next few weeks. Uh, DK, we'll jump to you. Did you decide on any trades? I know you were back and forth for a while. Um, I've... Rolled back my team a total of six times now. I've made all three trades and changed it uh, six times now. So far, I've uh, Wishart from Melbourne. I've traded him out and I put Nicarima in. Nice, uh, nice, nice and cheap. Especially with him starting, I reckon he'll get some solid things. I'm going to keep him on my bench, but he could yep. get me a solid 20 each week. Other than that, I've been back and forth on a bunch of players to target. But, I mean, I've got a few players I sort of feel like I want to get rid of. Stephen Crichton, namely one, because he's yeah. been giving me low scores every week. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm sort of back and forth on a few different players, namely uh, Jake Avarillo. Not sure if I want to keep him or not, but 400K, it normally gives about 30. So that's yeah. pretty solid. Other than that, it's just a bunch of uh, maybe Sean Kepi as well, 400K, roughly 35 points. Uh, he's named to start on the bench, so I'm just not sure. Um I've gone back and forth on players I want to target. So of course. I, I I went Reese Walsh into my nice. back line, moving the hammer into the centers. Beautiful. Uh then I went Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah. Uh then I just went everyone and then I just changed my mind. So I don't know. I'll listen to everyone else and then I'll see how I go. Yeah, well, it's a funny game, fantasy. James, do you play fantasy or super coach at all, mate? Um, I've got fantasy, but yeah, not too serious, but you just do it for fun kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Did you do make any trades this week? Yeah, I put Tano in and Dave. Yep. Yeah, just to see how they go. But um, Tano's yeah, always it. good. Yeah, he seems reliable. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary, we know you play Supercoach, mate. I'll quickly give my trades in Supercoach. So took out Sammy Walker, bought in Mitchie Moses, and took out Jacob Karaz, obviously, with that injury and brought in Ruben Garrick. What are your trades looking like in Supercoach this week? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've swapped out... Oops, sorry, I've swapped out Skowali for Ewan Aiken. Very I'm nice. Ewan Aiken will score some good points against the Titans. Yep. And I've swapped out Red Marnie for Blake Braley. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. I really yeah, like it. I think he'll score some good points. He scored 100 last week, so... yeah. Hopefully, scored right. 100 something again this week. It'll be good. It would be nice. I mean, against your doggies, you probably hope not, but you never know. Yeah, but yeah, I think he will. I think against the dogs, I think he'll score big. I yeah, think he'll run sure. up through the middle, and I think we'll just carve it up. That's I've captained Nico this week against the dogs. That's so. what I've done as well. Yeah. 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 We'll see how it goes. But that's it for our wild fantasy segment. So good to talk fantasy. Usually it's just me. So nice to have some other boys that play on here. All right. Let's go to our pickle bet, bet of the week now. We are affiliated with Picklebet, so we thank you so much for Picklebet for getting involved. Now, better the week this week, the Ruck Infringement Multi, if you go on the Picklebet app or on their website, you can actually find that in NRL specials. And this week, it's Nico Hines, Teague Wilton, and Matt Burton for all anytime try scorers. 
in the Sharks' first Doggies game. So I'm calling it the halves, the halves multi, apart from Wilton, but I think he'll just get one on the edge there. But that is paying $36. But remember, think, is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And that's our pickle bet, bet of the week. That will be up on our socials. So don't forget to have a look at the Ruck Infringement Podcast, Facebook page and Instagram. All right, boys, let's get into it. Round eight preview. What a good round of rugby league we got coming up. What I'll do is I'll ask each of you who's going to win and give us a margin. We'll keep it short and sweet. Okay, let's start with Thursday night at time of recording. That'll be tomorrow night's game. Good game to start off with, Rabbitohs and Panthers. Now, if the Panthers play how they did last week, Rabbitohs could get this win. James, I'm going to start with you. You told me today that uh, you've got what, – what were your words exactly? Well, where are my words? No, I went I think, with a roughie. A lot of roughies. Yeah, so. yeah, a lot, lot of roughies. I think you said uh, high high reward, high risk, high yeah, risk, high fun. reward. So who have you got in this game? Yeah, I'm going for the Rabbitohs. I just think they're in form at the moment and, you know, yeah. gone off last week and I just thought you were pretty average. But um, I just know that, you know, if they're pretty neck and neck, I reckon in the last 10, 20, Rabbitohs usually can – you know, get you know Alex Johnson or someone on the wing to score. Yeah, and yeah, Panthers might not do that. So yeah, I'm thinking maybe Rabbitohs by six or something like that. Rabbitohs by six, very nice. Gary, we'll jump to you. Bunnies or Panthers? I've gone the Bunnies as well, mate. I think Bunnies are just. I think they'll outclass, outsmart the Panthers. With Troy Mick and Paddy Walker, I think they'll uh, form a good combination. I think they'll run away with it by ten. Very nice, very nice, DK. I've got Penrith. Penrith. In a tight one? Yeah, I think so. I definitely, I reckon Rabbitohs will lift, especially at home. They've been playing quite kind of well, Uh, but can't pick against Penrith. Yeah, it's very hard to do. And Caden, Bunnies or Penrith, mate? Uh, I've got Panthers. We've got to support the area, bro. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, just the way that Panthers are going from. You know, last week's game, I was very, like, in between those teams. Um, But, you know, Panthers are in good form, you know, along with Cleary. Yeah. Um, Like, is a yo and everything, like, all that all that spine. So, I've gone with Panthers to get this grand final rematch, uh, the win, probably one to six. Yeah, very nice. I have also gone Panthers by four. Yeah, Iceman. I think Muay may cut his hair. Let's hope so. Let's move on to our first Friday night game. It's the Eels against the Broncos. Another match that's probably hard to pick. I, I've gone the Broncos, but I'm not confident in this one. Caden, we'll start off with you this time, mate. Are you on Eels or Brisbane? I've got Broncos. I reckon they'll be too strong for the Eels. You know, Eels, like, you know, they're, they're coming back. They're coming back well. Um, You know, they've just brought in Sean Lane and, they just had Junior Paulo back um, yep. from suspension. Like, their forward pack is massive, um, but I can definitely see this Broncos pack just outrunning them. I want to say maybe – I want to say by 12 or maybe 14. Yeah, very nice. DK, Eels or Broncos? Um, I've tipped the Eels on this one. Wow, very nice. I've probably – I've gone against the favourite. Uh, Eels, especially off the back of some confidence building last week. Yeah. Uh, they're at home. They're quite dangerous at home. It's still early enough in the season that they're this, dangerous at home. This game's actually in Darwin. And Darwin. especially 
when you look at, back at the scores the last couple of years, Parramatta have always played well at Darwin. Mm. So I reckon that's the safe bet. Uh, Broncos probably due to drop one, other than that Raiders lost a couple of weeks ago. So I've gone <laughs> Eels to hopefully uh, get a few extra tips on you boys. Uh, I like it. I was going to say, look, he's the tip master at the moment, so we can't really deny him. <laughs> he's doing really well. James, I'll jump to you, mate. Eels or Broncos? Yeah, I've gone the Eels train as well. Um, yeah, I think Broncos can get a bit cocky. Like, I think that's their yeah. downfall. You know, they've got all those, you know, reach false blokes. And, I mean, you know, sometimes when they win big, you know, they might not back it up next week. And, yeah, just the Eels, um, they're another team that can really put points on when they're in form. Oh, and I'm just sure. not open. It's their, this, their week this week. You know, they beat Panthers not long ago. And, yeah, they, they, they can beat the big teams when they want to. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think they win in a tight one? Yeah, I probably oh maybe six to twelve between. Yeah, them. very yeah. nice, very nice. And last but certainly not least, Gary Eels or Brisbane. Oh, of course, I've gone the Broncos. I think the Broncos will run away with it. I think they'll be yeah. too strong. Yeah, I think I think it'll go two ways. It could be Broncos by heaps or Broncos just. Apparently, it's going to be really hot up there at Darwin, so it all depends on the weather and who's going to be more fitter. Yeah, for sure. Play. It's uh look, it's Broncos for me too. I just think Eels too inconsistent. They're at the, since that Penrith game, they've gone win loss, win loss, win loss. Uh, they won last week, so if we follow that pattern, it's a loss this week. But Broncos for me, Broncos by fourteen in this one. I think they'll run away as well. Let's look at our first Saturday game. It's the Bulldogs against the Sharks. Look, we'll start off with Gary. Can the doggies get it done, mate? Mate, I'm praying. I'm telling you, I'm praying for the <laughs> But I, think, I just think Nico Hines is just going to carve it up. Especially, yeah, I, I think Nico is just going to run away with it. Um, with Redmond in the centres, yeah, Will Kennedy. I just think, yeah, I think Sharks by 40. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. You heard it here first. James, doggies <laughs> or sharks for you, mate? Yeah, I guess, you know, Sharks, um, you know, doggies have too many people out. And Sharks, yeah, they played well against the Roosters and... Yeah, they're pretty balanced. So I reckon Sharks by maybe 20. Yeah, very nice. DK, who are you going? Yeah, Sharks in a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> Gary doesn't want to hear all this, please. And Caden, Sharks or Doggies? Oh, obviously Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're just going to kill them. They're just yeah. going to go, you know, they're just going to hit the edges. They're going to hit the middle well. So... Yeah, probably 24 or something like that. Some big, massive score. Yeah, wow. Wow. Well, yeah, I unfortunately, I've also hey, gone the Sharks as well. Uh, I just think, yeah, they may be too strong there with Nico. Too many injuries to the Dogs. That's all it is for me. I think the Dogs yeah. played really good footy to start the year. So it's just those injuries at the moment. Let's look at our second Saturday game. It's the Cowboys against the Knights. Now, this is going to be a good clash. Cowboys have been really inconsistent, even at home. And this is at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So Knights are in for a chance here. We'll start off with James this time. Who you going, mate? Cowboys or Newcastle? Um, I've gone the Knights. Um, yeah, I just think they're in a better form than the Cowboys. But seeing yeah. um, Ponga captain, I'm just it's a bit iffy about him being, you know, captain. I just think maybe they should give it to someone else like Hastings or someone. But it'll be interesting to see what... um how they go with him back in the side, whether they'll still keep the form or maybe things might change. But, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, they'll still do all right. Yeah, Knights by about six, probably be close. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pong has been named at six with Gamble actually at 14 on the bench. So 
Interesting there. Crosland at nine as well. Caden, we'll jump to you next. Cowboys or Newcastle? I've got Knights. Yeah, I just think, you know, like James was saying, you know, like they're completely out, like Cowboys are completely out of form Yeah. Um, from last year. Uh, Knights have been on a roll, you know, they're kicking back with all the top teams at the moment. So, you know, there's a strong chance they'll come up, like come on top of this. Uh, I want to say maybe six to 12. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Gary, Cowboys or Knights for you, mate? Uh, I've got the Knights here. Uh, I think the Cowboys will be hard to beat at home, even though yeah. they're not playing very well, especially with Beard and, and uh, Townsend in the halves. But I think uh, with Ponga back, I think Ponga might make a big impact. And I think it'll be 12 10. Newcastle. Yeah, wow. Look at that. He's even given us a score. And DK, yeah. Cowboys or Knights, mate? Uh, I've gone Knights on this one with Ponga back, uh, hopefully providing a spark for them. Uh, Lockie Miller's been playing out of his mind, and Newcastle has played really well and probably been robbed a couple times, namely yeah. probably against us and against Penrith. Yeah. Um, I'm going for Newcastle to get the job done 1-12. There you go. I'm glad DK said Newcastle because I'm going the Cowboys to win this one at home. <laughs> Cowboys by two in a real tight one and to take my rightful spot in first place. All right, let's look at the next game. It's the Dolphins against the Titans. Another game that is going to be wonderful. Another Queensland derby. Just crazy. Let's start with DK, mate. Dolphins or Titans? Who's getting it done? Uh, I've got the Dolphins getting this one done. Beautiful. Caden, Dolphins or Titans, buddy? Uh, I've got Dolphins on this one. Um, yep. With Felice Cafusi back, I think it's going to be too strong. So um, it'll be a close game, probably 1-12. to 12. Yeah, absolutely. Gary, Dolphins or Titans for you? Uh, I've got the Dolphins, but I think it's going to be a real close game. With Titans, they've got AJ Brinson back. Yeah. But uh, I think, uh, as I say, that uh, Felice Cafusi is back. We've got Jared Wallace back as well. And I think, yeah. Maybe Dolphins will get the win by yeah. six. Yeah, absolutely. And James, Dolphins or Titans? Yeah, with Dolphins. Yeah, they're pretty close teams. But I think, you know, when if they're, you know, see how they go at half time, Wayne Bennett would probably, you know, say the right things to get them a win. <laughs> yeah, if he's not asleep, definitely. Uh, I've gone the Titans in this one again. So opposite to DK, just another point to add there. So I think Titans will get it done in another tight one. Titans by six. All right, let's move on to our next game, the game that the two boys are waiting for. West Tigers against the Sea Eagles, 4.05 there on a Sunday afternoon. How great at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. All right, let's start with Caden. Caden, who's getting the win in this, Tigers or Manly? Manly, <laughs> uh, obviously. Um, yeah, just with our form at the moment, we're just going to be too strong. Um, Tigers are slacking off so i'm gonna go mainly 13 plus but hopefully maybe 20 plus at least maybe 20 plus i like it i like it james is there an upset on the cards at all oh, i don't think so this time yeah uh, yeah sea eagles definitely by maybe yeah 20 or something yeah should put it on easy gary who you got buddy oh 100 mainly i just yeah. don't think time for me especially that doing now i think yeah mainly. yeah for by sure 30. Yeah, and DK, give it to us, mate. Tigers getting an upset? Oh, absolutely. Tigers <laughs> by 55. <laughs> uh, all right. him. <laughs> uh, no, I've got, Manly, I've got Manly winning uh, 13 plus. 
Yes, I have to unfortunately agree with you. I've gone Manly as well. I think they'll put on a bit of a clinic in this one. Tommy oh, Turbo. Geez, Joey, now we're going to lose. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That's why I've done it. Uh, so I'll say I'll say Manly by about 20 as well. Tigers losing to the bye last week wasn't a good look, so I think Manly do it pretty easy. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our Anzac Day clashes. Our first one is the annual Roosters versus Dragons Anzac Day match. Now, the Roosters have the wood on the Dragons, but not during the Anzac Day match. Dragons have actually won nine of the last 14 Anzac Day matches, which is pretty nuts. But the Roosters have won their last seven against the Dragons when it's not Anzac Day. So pretty crazy game in this one. Dragons usually turn up. I think the Roosters off the back of two losses will be too strong, though, and will look to bounce back. Angus Crichton, a massive in for them. Obviously, the news of Sammy Walker being dropped is an interesting one. Kiri moves to seven, Manu to 5'8", and Paul Momorowski comes back into the centres. Let's start off with DK. Who's getting the win, mate? Roosters or Dragons? I've tip Roosters on this one. I don't think it'll be close. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I love to hear it, mate. Gary, who's getting the win? I've uh, won the Roosters. I think, yeah, and the Dragons are... Got a poor coach, and uh, I just don't think he's bonding real well with the players. So I think there's a lot of drama happening there. So I think Roosters. And I, I'd love to see uh, Angus Crichton score a try to first game back. Yeah, it would be great. It would be great. Caden, Roosters or Dragons, mate? I've got Roosters. Yeah, like forget all the stats about the Anzac Day. Uh, Roosters are just going to kill him. Even though Walker's gone, Manu's in. Like Manu's just going to rip them all apart. Manu so. plays well wherever he plays too. Like, and yeah. he, he gets better when he plays out of position. Plays five yeah. eight or fullback. Really? He's an absolute. I know. Run. Has he ever played five eight before? Yeah, a couple of games yes, last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like he was still good because he just roams. It's like when he plays fullback, he roams. When he plays centre, he roams. When he plays five eight, he roams. So he just yeah, yeah he's just such a strong unit too. And Speaking of Manu, I just traded him into my fantasy team. So. Oh, watch <laughs> oh. out. Here we go. That's big news. We call that uh, Big Dick Energy. All right. And James, <laughs> the boys getting it done, mate. Roosters or Dragons? That's right. Yeah, got to back the boys. Um, yes. I don't think it's a bad move putting Manu, Manu in there. Like, it definitely helped with the defence. I know they target Sam Walker a lot, being, you know, yeah. 70 on kilos. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll get it done. Yeah, I love it. Uh, some news out of... Uh, I can say it. Channel 9 News today mentioned that the Walker family was actually unhappy with the way that Cooper Cronk has coached Sam Walker. So interesting there because you think being one of the greats in Cooper Cronk, I mean, you'd listen to what he has to say. He knows his stuff. He's won a few premierships. But, yeah, the Walker family not happy and then obviously Walker getting dropped. So, look, there's definitely more to come from that. I'm going the Roosters, of course. Roosters in a massive game. Roosters by 30. Let's go our last game, Storm versus Warriors, which is always another great Anzac Day clash. Warriors haven't beaten Melbourne in the Anzac Day match since 2014, so massive record there. Let's start off with Caden. Who's getting it done, Storm or Warriors? Um, well, there could be an upset this uh, on Tuesday, but I think, like, I just got Storm. Yeah, just I think they'll be too strong yeah. uh, against the Warriors, to be honest. Um. They've got, you know, a better side in what against Warriors. So, yeah, I just think they're going to kill them. Probably like 13 plus. Yeah, for sure. DK, Storm or Warriors for you, mate? I see this game being close, yeah. but I, can't, I honestly can't see Bellamy letting them lose twice, especially how they lost last week. 
I can't imagine any world where Bellamy is not revving a fire up underneath him. So yeah. I've got Melbourne winning this one. Yeah, I could imagine the words coming from Bellyag. Gary, is there a surprise upset in this game or is it all Melbourne for you? No, I've gone Melbourne. I think Melbourne. I think, did I go Melbourne? Pretty sure I did. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, I've gone Melbourne. Yeah, I think Melbourne are too strong. Um, and I don't think Warriors like travelling too much. Yeah. If they're at home, if they're a gun side. They're still a gun side, but I don't think they'll get the win here. And it's just from Big Nelson back too and Nick yeah. Mini back to pull back. And you've got what Munster back in the house and Jerome Hughes. I think that's a good combination there as usual. And I think they'll run away with it by, by six. And Be just close. just Melbourne in Melbourne are just such a hard uh, prospect to beat. Yeah. Um, and also, James, who is getting it done in this one? Yeah, I reckon Melbourne again. Like, I thought about an upset, but I'm not going to risk it. I've just stuck with Melbourne. Yeah, you know, they've got almost a full-strength side by the looks, looks of things. And, yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne's quite good. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm actually uh, going different to all of you, and I'm going the Waz to get it done. I just am not impressed with Melbourne. I think they're really inconsistent this year. And I know Bellyag won't want them to lose twice, but last year we saw them lose four in a row. So about the same time of year as well. And I just think they got a few forwards there who are a bit ill-disciplined. Uh, Ellie Katoa at the moment, a bit ill-disciplined there. And just a few guys that can throw a ball to the ground. So I'm going to back the Waz in a big game. Sean Johnson field goal. Warriors in Golden Point one. So you've yeah. picked at least half the games you've picked differently from everyone else. So you're either yes. going down the ladder or you're going up the ladder. So I'm, be one of mate, the... mate, big big moves this week. Big moves. So someone's got to do it. Someone's yeah, got to big moves DK. down. Someone's got to take DK's phone <laughs> away from him. All right. Hey, come on! It's the one thing I've got. I'm so short <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> Look, you're doing really well in the tipping. Blokes walk and talk. They are about encouraging blokes to get out walking and talking with others across Australia, and supporting females who may have someone in their life struggling. From hosting walks to keynote speaking at businesses or schools, is where you'll find Craig from BW and T. Follow BW and T on Facebook and start the conversation with your mates today. Beautiful. So that was our round eight preview. And disclaimer, James is on the pod this week, but just a disclaimer to all the listeners out there, we have no idea what we're talking about. Don't listen to us. But if you feel like listening to us, follow James because he'll get eight from eight. So beautiful. (laughs) All right, let's move on to, I wanted to look at some bold predictions for round eight. So we can each give a prediction we think might happen. It's got to be something bold. So, for example, Tigers to beat Manly by a point. So let's all come up with a bold prediction for this round that we think could happen, and then we'll assess next week, see how close we got. Let's start with Caden. Have you got a bold prediction for round eight for us? Uh, Yes, I have. I'm going to go to our Tigers versus Manly game. Um, I'm going to go Tommy, three tries plus. Um, and, hopefully, and hopefully daily two plus. <laughs> Both in the same game. All right, all right. Tommy He's been three. talking it up all week, man. <laughs> Tommy three and Jerry Evans two. All right, let's see if it happens, man. Uh, James, can you give us a bold prediction for round eight? Um, yeah, I reckon the night swingers are going to go well. You know, big yep. boys, Dom Young and um, Mario. So, yeah, I reckon at least two tries each. Very nice, very nice. I like that one. Gary, you got one for us, mate. A bold prediction. Well, I want to send the dogs to win. Hey. But, <laughs> but you never know. You never know on the day, do you? you never that's know. right. 
Exactly. Yeah, Joshy Reynolds will come out and score a hat trick off the bench. <laughs> yeah, mine's Michael Hemming, you never know. Don't, hey. don't never say know. that because he's my captain, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for Origin, but he's playing Origin. Yeah, he's definitely playing Origin. I like it. Okay, Passive. so dogs, dogs to win is Gary's bowl prediction. Yes. TK, have you got one for us? Yeah, I've got Newcastle to put a score on Cowboys. American, they could win Ooh. and they could win well. Very mm. nice. I like it. Well, my bold prediction is actually coming from the Dolphins and Titans game. AJ Brimson for a hat trick against the Dolphins. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, back from one. injury. First game back from injury. Gets a hat trick. Plays absolutely beautiful. 14 for Queensland. All right. So there's some of our bold predictions for round eight. No Reese's pieces today. Both our Reese's are off. One is sick. One is working. So no AFL. Sorry to everyone who loves our AFL. You won't be hearing that on this show today. Let's move straight on to our talking point segment. All right. The first thing is I have a question for all you boys. Gary, do you like hair pulling, mate? Uh, if you got long hair, it deserves to be pulled. Honestly, it's only real. Cut the thing. It's not hard. Just cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's go no, through. We obviously the saw the Jerome Luai and Tyson Frizzell incident in the Knights versus Panthers game. Now, the rugby league world is divided, and I don't really know why. I mean, you either just do your hair up, or as Gary said, you cut it. So it's not hard. Caden, I'll just jump to you, mate. Do you think Frizzell was in the right there? Was he going for the jersey or, you know, was he going for the old uh, old hair pull made and tickle? Oh, well, like from the replay, you could tell that he was going for the um, colour of the jersey. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Lai needs to cut his freaking hair um, <laughs> or tie it up. But, like, yeah, like it's, it's stupid that it was a penalty. Yeah. Like, game should have just played on, you know, tackle, whatever. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, it's just stupid to see, you know, that sort. Something that I something that I saw during the week, I, I sorry, I heard was from Gordon Tallis, and I really loved what he said on Triple M. He said that if you're going to grow your hair that long, it's part of your uniform, so it's going to get pulled. If you're mm. grabbing for the jersey, that's part of your uniform. You choose to grow your hair that long. That's what's going to happen. And I completely agree with what you said, Kate. No, I don't think it was a penalty either. Really tough call on the Knights there. Luai like could have just done his hair up and there would be no hair pulling jokes at all. But knowing the rascal that he is, I could see him turning up this week with cornrows or something in his hair <laughs> and he'll probably change it and then they'll have something else to pull. So, yeah, yeah anyway. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave that one. Let's look at my next talking point was the Bulldogs injury woes. We talked a little bit about it, but I think it's up to 11 players, Gaz, at the moment. 11 players yeah, out injured, them, which is just crazy. Look at Luke Thompson, Josh Adokar, Jacob Carraz, probably Avarillo as well. Uh, Fatal Mariner's back, thank God. He's not injured. Yep. Um, out was our other big one. Tavita was injured. He's back. So, but, back, yeah. I mean... You, you look at that roster and some of those names, that's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines. That is a lot, mate. That is a lot sitting on the sidelines. Mm, but we've got yeah. some young guns coming in. we still got Braden Burns and uh, Declan Casey. Declan yeah, Casey's got something to do, I think. He, uh, yeah. he got knocked out last time we played the Sharks at Home yeah. Stadium. But for the feeder, smashed it. <laughs> but I think he's got something to prove, so I think he might have a good game too. But it all depends on the day, like I said. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's really, don't help. It's hard to win games when you've got that many injuries. I mean, 
we've all, all all our clubs have been through it where you know you've had 11 12 players out and you can't field a squad i mean what what do you yeah. do so yeah really tough i mean i'm starting to eat my words a little bit at the start of the year i did say bulldogs to finish fourth this season but with all the injuries i i don't know if that's really going to come to pass but hey maybe that's my bold prediction for the season so let's find out and our last one was tigers beat the bye tigers finally getting two points for the season how exciting it was a tight a tight, close finish there. Tigers getting it done by one point. Uh, Luke Brooks was knocked out in the second minute and finally went to a new club. And that is it for the Tigers. All right, that's it for our Talking Point segment. You know, boys, it doesn't get much better than watching sport on a Sunday Arvo. However, sometimes you need a snack. And now, with Gibson's Country Style Jerky, your snack needs are complete. With a wide variety of flavours, including teriyaki, honey soy garlic, mild chilli and pepper steak, Gibson's has all your jerky needs covered. Get your jerky at gibsoncountrystylejerky.com or follow Gibson's Country Style Jerky on Facebook and Instagram. And now, if you use the code PODCAST, you'll get 10% off. Gibson's Country Style Jerky for the snackaholic in you. All right, our next one is we've been doing a top five segment. None of you boys have been on while we've been doing our top fives, but we've currently gone through fullbacks, wingers, and centers, and we're up to five eights. So top five, five eights in the game. I've been basing mine off form, but you can just base it on who you like, I guess. But let's go through our top five, five, eights. I don't know if anyone has any ready to go. Anyone got any? Monster. Yeah. All right. Do you want yeah. to start, DK? Take us through your top five, mate. I don't have a top five, but I've got, like, <laughs> say, three. Like, yeah, you can't bet against it. Munster. I reckon Munster's easily the premier five-eighth in the game. Yeah. Uh, if we're counting Nico Hines as a 5'8", if he plays Origin and plays one game at 5'8", I reckon he's probably the best, second best 5'8 in the game, but probably <laughs> doesn't count. I reckon someone like Cody Walker is probably, yeah, for sure. I've always bagged him. I don't like the guy, but I reckon he's probably one of the better 5'8s in the game. Yeah. Um, I'd need to have a look through some team lists to yeah. get some others, but those two are the ones that obviously... No, like, no Shushta, mate. I'd, he hasn't played enough. He hasn't yeah. played enough for me to say these top yeah. five in the comp. Top five potential, absolutely. Yeah. But he has not played enough games for me to say anywhere near that he is top five in the comp. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Caden, who's your top five, five eights? Um, well, I'm just going to name players because, you know, yeah. just whatever. I've got Munster. Yep. Um, obvious. Um, you know, he's always been the best number six. Um, I've got Cody Walker. Um, he's doing excellent. I've got Ezra Mann. Very nice. Um, I like it. He's yeah, he's doing really good. Yeah, I'm not gonna say shoe star because <laughs> what the hell, right? Yeah, that's all I've got at the moment. But nah, it's good. Yeah. I like it. James, do you have a top five for us, buddy? Yeah, I reckon um, yeah, as you boys are saying, Munster's in a league of his own. You know, he's up here, the rest of them are about down here. Absolutely. Um yeah, I like White, and I like five eights that you know can also run the ball, like you know your Whitens yep. and your Burtons, and you know Burton's kicking game. I, oh. I don't think he's the best season, but when he's on, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, yeah, you know your Edge Man's playing really well with Reynolds, and yeah, and you know your Cody Walk when he's on fire, he's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And Gary, who's your top five five eights in the game? Uh, I'll, I'll go with what the boys say. Most is definitely up there. He's definitely yep. number one. Uh, you got your Cody Walker. Uh, you got Luke Keery. I like Luke Keery. Yeah, beautiful. And then, yeah, Sean Johnson, if he was a 5'8". Has played there, so you can count him as a 5'8". 
Uh, we've just lost Gary there for a moment. So I'll <laughs> jump into my five there. So some really good shouts there. Uh, definitely Cameron Munster is my number one. Cody Walker, number two, especially this season with how well he's been playing. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. I've actually gone for Gary's boy, Matty Burton. I think he hasn't started the season very well, but we know what a classy player he is and what he can be. And I think Matt Burton has to be there, has to be around that top five talk. Ezra Mam, I think, has been an absolute standout for the Broncos. And look, very underrated. I mean, people didn't really know of Ezra Mam much last year, and he's really come of age this season, doing really well. And got to throw my boy Luke Keery in there. I think Luke Keery's actually done really well this season, moving to 5'8 and having Walker at half. He's really accommodated, scored a couple of tries this year as well at 5'8. So they're our top five 5'8s. For the moment, next week we'll be doing halfbacks, which will be exciting. Now, the last thing we had was biggest WTF moments in sports. I wanted us to go through just some sport moments that you've just gone, how did that happen? It can be from any sport you've watched uh, or played yourself. But, you know, it, let's let's take Stephen Bradbury, for example, in the 2000 Olympics, winning that speed skating from behind. No one gave him a chance. You're just like, how did that happen? So does anyone have a, a WTF moment they want to share with us in sport? I've got one. Got one? Go for it, Caden. Um, so the other day, just flipping from my phone, and um, so our former WWE wrestler, John Morrison, mm. uh, he just had a boxing match for the first time. I was very shocked to see that on the media uh, because I never thought that would have happened. Yeah. Um, and he... I think it was round one knockout that he got. Um, I think it was on a YouTuber or something like that. And I'm pretty sure maybe people know KSI. Um, oh, yeah. He caught, he caught him out straight after um, the match. So uh, I think that was shocking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really like it. DK, have you got one for us, mate? All of history of sport, and I have to choose just one moment. <laughs> I mean, to this day... I, I got to say maybe the 2008 grand final, us oh, beating yeah. Melbourne 40 yeah. nil. I remember being a kid and just not understanding the significance of it and just being ecstatic that we won yeah. and watching the game and every time we score and then me shouting. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking back on it, like 40 nil against yeah, Melbourne in a grand final. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty mad. And, like, what teams those were as well. Like, you look at who Melbourne boasted, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, and you guys beat them 40-0. So, yeah, pretty impressive. James, do you have a moment for us in sport where you just go, how did that happen? Yeah, I kind of went to the um, under, underarm bowling. Um, oh, yeah. One. Like, yeah, so I looked that up, you know. Um, the Kiwis needed six to win, and back yeah. in those days, they hit sixes. and But, yeah, they opted to... Um, underarm. I just thought, you know, there's no need for that. Yeah, definitely. The worst part was that they had to get approval from the umpire, and the umpire said it was fine. So I think that was the worst part. And it was Trevor Chapel, who was the brother of Ian and Greg Chapel, who were both Australian captains. Definitely a mm. terrible moment in sport, and a great one, James and Gary. Give us a WTF moment in sport, mate. Uh, mine started with baseball. I don't know if you boys follow the baseball, the major leagues, but I, I do. I love the baseball. Um, yeah. Mine is the Atlanta Braves. They, uh, last time they won a premish, uh, well, a World Series was in 1995. Wow. And, uh, in 2021, they won it. So I was pretty 
was pretty what the fuck moment. It was pretty good. It's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. To see that, but yeah, yeah, a, for sure. Mine, very happy to see that. Yeah, love it, man. Mine comes from 2016 when uh, three teams in three separate sports won the premiership or the flag or the competition, and they hadn't won it for a long time. We had the Sharks won it in the NRL, had never won it in 64 years of history. The Western Bulldogs won the flag in the AFL and hadn't won it for about 60-odd years. And Leicester City won the soccer in 2016, and they hadn't won it for about 60 years as well. And I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I'll do you one better. Cleveland Cavaliers, the first professional sporting championship in Cleveland history in like 50 years or something as well. So that's four. Yeah, exactly. Like all in the one year, I just couldn't believe it. I said, how is that possible? Well, there's some biggest WTF moments in sport. Thank you so much. We had no viewer questions this week. Don't forget, you can get those in when the post drops on Facebook or Instagram. And that's all we got time for today on the Ruck Infringement Podcast. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Fudge Life, Gibson's Country Style Jerky, and Blokes Walk and Talk. I'd like to thank our guests, Caden, DK, James, and Gary. Thank you, boys. To you, the listener, thank you so much for listening. You are the butter to the bread. Uh, I'd like to just let you know, oh, and also to thank Picklebet as well for being affiliated with us. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. That's Caden. That's DK. He's Gary. He's James. I'm Joey. Remember, stay puffed. <laughs>